for the Signal 50 podcast, where we talk about the R-Truth about today's current events. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Signal 50 podcast for July 14th, 2022. I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Bravo. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. You know, we uh, had so much information we barely got through last time. We said to ourselves, hey, let's have another show. So let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. And and what wound up happening was we wound up having to do it twice. <laughs> because the, the brilliant alpha here um, decided to share with himself a shared folder. And that uh, created some kind of a Hadrian Collider do loop situation. End of the world scenario. And we couldn't get to the information that we worked for hours on putting together for you, our lovely audience. So we had to redo everything on the fly. And uh, thanks for having your patience. <laughs> thanks hey, you know what, though? Thanks to Windows for making it uh, <laughs> um, so complicated to understand. Why can't I just open the darn file? Exactly. Anyhow, welcome back to the Signal 50 podcast. We really appreciate you. We really appreciate you coming back and listening to us. Uh, our, our audience is growing, so thank you very much. Don't forget to catch us on social media. You can catch us on Twitter. We're gonna put the we're gonna put the links to all this in the show notes. So on your favorite podcast app, all you have to do is click the link and you can get to us on Twitter. Well, Signal 50 on Rumble, where we'd love for you to subscribe to us. We do have some visuals that we do put up, and we do have a video version of the show. This is more of a podcast, though. Uh, you know, share us and give us a rumble and a thumbs up. You can get us on Getter. The links are in the in the show notes. Uh, Bravo's over on True Social. I'm not there yet. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Hurry up. I know. I'll get there one of these days. Stop wasting time on the dumpster fire known as Twitter. I mean, structure uh, fire. Well, yeah. you get great material off of Twitter, though. It's just better to be a spectator there. Uh, it's unbelievable. You can't believe some of the stuff people do. They're all bots. They they pretty much are. We'll talk about that in a minute. You know, we're also on Telegram, which is a really unique program. Uh, really cool. You can catch us on Telegram. The links are in the show notes. You know, you can always find us using the hashtag hard truth, all one word, or hashtag signal 50 podcast on Getter or pretty much any of your major social media outposts out there. So I want to also let everybody know that we have well surpassed 3,000 downloads. It doesn't seem like a lot. Uh, we talked a little bit about it in the last program. Uh, the numbers just keep increasing, and the download numbers are not reflective of the listeners. So we really, really thank you for that. Uh, please spread us around, and we'd like to get the word out. Uh, you know, uh, Bravo is, is big into the graphics and the logo, so he redid the logo for us. So thank you very much. No problem, uh, sir. It was yeah. fun. Now that I know how to use um, Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we don't have much of a production. We're we're the production staff here. We 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 even get our own coffee. So That's right. yes, we do. Uh, so we really like to thank you for your support. The show is really really growing, and uh, we really appreciate the time that you spend uh, listening to us. When we look at the numbers, um, it's really heartwarming to see the increase in downloads. Uh, when you look, you, you just want to see that number a day as a validation as that you're getting people's attention and we're only concerned about getting out the hard truth and increasing the awareness of, of truth and, and calling out stories that otherwise would have been forgotten. If we can bring the truth to one person, change one mind, open one mind to a different way of thinking, that's all we're looking to do. 
So we really do thank you for that. And just think, we've been lifelong friends. We've been doing this since we were kids. We're changing each other's minds because through education. And we figured, hey, let's try it on a podcast, huh? Hey, let's give that a try. And let's see how it works. So we have a lot of material today. Again, uh, there's no lack of things to talk about out there in the world right now. It's a very chaotic place. Uh, so we're going to bring you our quick hits. Uh, things that we need to be paying attention to. So I'm going to lead us off with, uh, we, we broke it up into little sections here. Uh, we talked a little bit about in the past, uh, you know, we call this the Biden news uh, section of the quick hits. Inflation, it's at an all-time high. The number came in yesterday, 9.1% year over year. What aren't they telling you, my friend? Well, they're not uh, telling you what the real number is, inclusive of food and energy. Mm. So we kind of surmise that the number was about 15% last time, given the increase. I would say it's probably more like 18 to 19% year over year. Yep. That's, yep. that's just an uneducated guess. Um, you know, uh, you know, Jill Biden was on TV the other day and she was giving a speech in Texas and, and she says, apparently, uh, you know, Texas Hispanics, they're as unique as breakfast tacos. Well, According that, to the first lady, yeah, that fell flat on it on her face. <laughs> Jeez, and there was an uh, there was a <sighs> reply from the uh, Latinos in Texas, uh, where basically they said we're more than just a, uh, a food item. We are enriched with tradition and values, and again, in, in this whole narrative of trying to point out. Uh, the differences so that they can control us. What's coming out now is we're all standing up to that narrative and saying, no, that's not the case. We're our people. We're Americans and stop calling out stupid stuff because you're in leadership and Jill Biden should be ashamed of herself. It's just terrible. <laughs> these people, these people are just terrible. Just absolutely uh, terrible. You know, you know, you got uh, Biden in Israel yesterday. Just, just, he just, just ham handed. He's just, he's just terrible. He can't even, he can't even speak. I mean, uh, what he said speak. was actually, and again, we were talking about all these flubs and all the things that he says. And, you know, we, there's, there was a diagnosis back in 2012 that he did have dementia. He was diagnosed with early dementia. Um, what we're seeing right now, um, he's, he talked about, uh, Biden got, gets up there and talks about how, uh, the and this is uh, not a quote but a summation. He called the Holocaust an honor, and then he corrected himself. Yeah, and the horror. So the word mix-up goes along with that early diagnosis. Now, what what comes out and what the perception is calling an honor? The I mean, oh, Ive. He, oh. he all right. I, I'm 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 sure he didn't mean that. Me mean that he his he, brain didn't keep up with what he meant. Well, yeah, we, we've all we've all had inopportune misspeaking okay mm -hmm. but this guy is making a habit out of it and it's um the world's you know, noticing it, this is there's consequences yeah. to these floods yeah. it's weakness know? it's weakness and that's the problem that we're having right now we yeah, have a weak it, leader it, in the white house well it's indicative of potentially a mental deficiency of some kind and mm -hmm. we can't diagnose it we're not going to try it's just we know that in 2012 the man was diagnosed with early onset uh dementia uh yep. so i that, that's not a condition that gets better over time uh moving along you know hey listen it's it's all very, very obvious you know people that are listening to this program understand exactly so we're kind of preaching to the choir there there's a problem and it doesn't bring anybody any joy to talk about it okay mm -hmm. it, it's it's not good so anyhow you got uh his kid hunter um 
more stuff has been coming out about Hunter. I, I see some pictures on the internet uh, that have come out of his iCloud account. I, I, I just, I, 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 it should be just a crime to even look at them, but they're just everywhere on Twitter. Yeah. They're on Getter. They're, they're everywhere. And it's unmistakable. These aren't Photoshop pictures. These are right from his uh, iCloud account of him with very young girls. Uh, hard to tell. Don't have ID photos of these kids, but uh, it's, quite inappropriate yeah I, I won't pass them along either because i want to get snacks no. no 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 we'll do it everyone just i, I look at them in a gas time i'm waiting for the government or the law enforcement agencies to do something already um how much more of this stuff has to be out there before something gets done that's a very good question i i don't know the answer to it i it's just you're not covering this up, mean me, the lamestream media. You're not. You're not going to cover it up anymore. You need to. We need to do something about it. The problem is, the people that are in control, the DOJ, the FBI, uh, everywhere along up and down the government, they're they're putting their heads in the sand and ignoring it, or actually going after conservatives because they don't fall in line with their the the liberals' view of how things should be done and what the Dems say. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty 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 partisan uh end of rant it's really yeah it's <laughs> it's just oh could you imagine if that were one of donald trump's kids oh my god yeah i i i'm glad that that's not the case but in some alternative universe um in the multiverse uh at marvel you know, disney screwed up marvel but it could be out there somewhere but it's not here right now the reality is that hunter biden needs to be held accountable they need to do something and his, yes joe biden is involved with it also Yes, he is. he is. He is. And it needs to be it it needs to be examined. Yep. Anyhow, we're gonna move along. You know, there's some immigration stuff that's been going on and and kind of doving, dovetailing a little bit with the abortion debate. You know, the other day, uh Joe Biden gets up after Roe was overturned, uh, and he invoked uh a story or an anecdote of a ten year old girl in Ohio uh that was pregnant and had to drive across, had to be driven across state lines for an abortion. Well, the news finally came out and broke, and we're going to leave a link to the uh, story in the show notes. Um, mm -hmm. Somebody started asking questions. You know, right. like, uh, if there was a 10-year-old rape, uh, why hasn't it been reported, and where's the information, and blah, blah, blah. So some reporting was done on it, and uh, the doctor in the case uh, that was treating the little girl is actually being brought up on a HIPAA violation for divulging it because she was talking about it. Mm -hmm. uh, number one, uh, number two, uh, it comes out that, uh, 10 year old little girl was the alleged rapist who raped her more than once, by the way, Ugh. is an illegal from Guatemala. Uh -huh. An ICE uh, source came forward and, and confessed that fact. Uh, they're doing DNA matching uh, to confirm the story, but it uh, looks by all accounts that this guy was arrested for this um, and illegal from Guatemala. So, uh, yeah, that's that's not good. There's 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 a whole lot. There's a whole lot to unpack there. So you're, what you're saying is Biden gets up there and starts talking about a story of this 10 year old girl and, and the White House had to cover it up saying um something they you know it wasn't supposed to come out from biden's lips is that what it seems like well i'm pretty sure i wouldn't have used this story right because now you know here, here's a simple fix if he wasn't here if he wasn't allowed to come into the country this wouldn't happen 
Is that safe to say? If it did indeed happen? Cause and effect. Oh, God. Well, to make matters worse, to make matters worse, the entire argument, oh, she's going to have to be driven out of Ohio because of their, their laws and their evil people in Ohio to make a 10-year-old girl go through an unwanted pregnancy, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, noted. This is one of those cases where uh, a case for terminating a pregnancy could be made because uh-huh, a 10-year-old, yeah. that's life risking for the child, and mm-hmm. it's it's just, that is definite danger, danger. Okay. Uh, so the governor of Ohio gets on TV last night and said, uh, yeah, this kid would have been covered. There's an exception built into our laws for this very thing. Uh, mm-hmm. everything that they said about having to drive her across the border to get an abortion, uh, because you know, we're so draconian here, uh, is completely untrue. Wow. So the governor of the state of Ohio is really pissed. The attorney general is really pissed. Mm-hmm. And the doctor who divulged and related the story at rallies and wherever where Biden got this information from is in a lot of trouble, too. So this is just uh, craziness, craziness. And the doctor was a uh, full born, uh, full on abortion supporter and made her money off of doing abortions. So there's your conflict of interest right there. Yeah. Dovetailing nicely into that story is a story of how your tax dollars, your tax dollars, yours and mine. Yep. $171 million base contract was issued to a group called the Vera Institute of Justice Mm. uh, to defend illegal immigrants from deportation. Wow. Uh, We're going to leave a link to the article in the show. Well, this is a cost plus uh, contract. Uh, Mm -hmm. With a contract ceiling, it could reach a billion of your tax dollars to help people like the one, potentially, potentially, not that Mm. all illegals are rapists, they're not, uh, help people like the guy who raped this 10-year-old girl stay in the country Mm. and fight deportation, they're going to fund that contract potentially up to a billion of your taxpayer dollars. Can I say no? My representative is supposed to say no, and he's not. No. (laughs) Money's already been spent. So there you go. Oh, this pisses me off. Well, another great news <laughs> about uh, amongst the uh, wonderful so-called uh, Congress people and senators that we have is um, Maisie Hirono continues to never cease to amaze me when she quote says, and I quote, who the heck would know about our founding fathers meant what they, what they meant. Sorry about that. I botched it. Uh, what? how did we know what they meant? Because they wrote it down in the Constitution, Hirono, that's why. Yes, the the Federalist Papers and the Constitution spell that out for you. We know that you are an uneducated, absolute moron. This woman is, she is a, a, she's a void, okay? They keep voting her and sending her back. Why? Why? Wake up. I'm pretty sure my dog is smarter than this woman. Yes. Anyway. Oh, God, she's so terrible. You can't fix stupid, my friend. Every time she opens her mouth, it's like cringe. Yep. You know, you you know, God. All right. Take the next one. I can't. I I can't. (laughs) And and um, well, uh, we talked about the border being a complete disaster. It's interesting how Steve Bannon now, who's uh, challenging the J6 committee um, and was looking to, uh, you know, the J6 committee subpoenaed him and 
during a uh, a live interview. Uh, let's see, Raskin wants to meet with him in private first. Now, the reason why <laughs> Steve Bannon was not, <laughs> could you imagine? And Steve Bannon wants it out in the open, which I'm kind of all for. Anyway, that, he would eat them up and just spit them out, which would be fun to watch. But President Trump uh, came out with a letter uh, about three, four days ago uh, where he removed the executive order, uh, you know, gag order, I guess is the best way to put it. And now the committee is stalling, which is blows my mind, right, Alpha? Because imagine now that. Have, imagine yeah, that. Now they don't want to talk to him. Did you, hold on a second. Did you ever stop to think for a second that maybe Steve Bannon wanted to get jammed up by this committee? Maybe. I mean, it it makes for great radio on his podcast. I'll tell you. I think he's he not was really just, talking I about. I think it. he was absolutely thrilled when he got yeah. arrested. I think yeah. I think that would made his day. And that's what. And the and the feds arrested him for contempt of Congress. Now, I is that a real charge? Is that something you can really be? You know, is this a is this an investigative committee that has uh, law enforcement capability from Congress? No, they're supposed to make laws. So what they where are they come up with this nonsense? Um, anyway, so the J, the J6 unselect committee, in my opinion, is illegal based on the fact that they're there to make laws and they're there to do their due diligence when making these laws, not to become a star chamber where you're going after citizens because you don't like what they have to say about how you're the, you meaning the Congress people are doing their job. It's ridiculous. <sighs> Never ceases to amaze me. So we have a link in the show notes to about uh, about this whole story. And, you know, let me just make a comment about Raskin. Mm. He's an absolute buffoon. Yep. He's he's a complete and total. He is not the best of us. OK, he is. Uh, he's the worst. Right. He's absolutely not only is he completely stupid. He's a, a personally, he's a, he's a, he's a buffoon. I've met the man. Mm. He's a buffoon. Uh, he's also a lawyer from my understand. Yeah. Well, who did he pay to take the bar exam for him? I guess so. He's not practicing anything that's mostly written down. And, uh, remind me, uh, my friend, I'm not a lawyer. You're not a lawyer. Nope. But we play one on TV anyway. Yes. Because <laughs> we do, we understand it better than he does. Anyway, so moving on to the gender confusion, my friend. Uh, yes. Well, um, hold on. We got it. We got a quick story here for you, and then we're going to play a video. But go ahead, Bravo, with the with the with the story here. Hey, uh, so we have uh, Senator Josh Hawley was. Oh, um, oh, 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 hold on. Before we get there. All right. Nope. This is more of your tax dollars at work for gender confusion. Yes. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I missed the, I missed the, where are you, where are you, you going with it? You jumped ahead a little bit here. Yes. That's okay. There's just so much stuff. And I apologize for that. The census bureau. All right. So the ah, census yes, bureau, they be able to count the people. They count right. all the people. They've asked for $10 million, $10 million to determine the best way to ask about sexual orientation. Mm. You just cannot make this shit up. No, you can't. And there's a story. We're going to put a link in the show notes to it. Please read it. This has turned into absolute buffoonery, which which our, my good friend Bravo is going to point out here uh, in, in, in just a quick second. Here. Well, we want to play this video first for you all to hear. When Senator Josh Hawley uh, was uh, on his committee doing his due diligence, 
interviewing a professor. Let me just get her name here because I was getting ready to play it. Uh, from Yara. Berkeley, University of California at Berkeley, law professor. So again, lawyers uh, should know how the Constitution works, right? Kiara Bridges, who is a stupid, dumb person. <laughs> She's smart person. She's stupid, dumb, smart person. She's an educated idiot. Go ahead and roll that beautiful footage for the audience. Yes, stand by. Stick with it. It's about a minute and 40 seconds, but it's it's well worth your time. Hang on. Before, uh, I, I want to visit with you, Ms. Minsky, but before I do, I just want to clear one thing up. Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's, uh, it's We can it's recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning because so we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think. Can get <laughs> so you are pregnant. denying that trans people exist. Thank and that you. leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you Absolutely. or are they also treated like this? Where no, you, no, no, they're, they're told that to they're at, opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow. I, I would learn a lot. I've learned you, a lot. I know. This exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Uh, tell her I, what she's not one. Oh, my God. I, where do you even begin with with that? Um, so I want to I want to look at this from a academic point of view. I used oh, to be part of this. Good God! And it drove me absolutely crazy. So first of all, you have to listen to the language. She's throwing in words that uh, last year I did not know what they meant. Uh, cis male, cis female. I still don't know what they mean. Time hasn't helped. Uh, it's supposedly cis means uh, natural male, you know, born that way. And, and again, when you get through the language, because they've co-opted the language, they start twisting words around, and then they hold you responsible for not knowing what those words mean. And it drives me absolutely crazy. Now, that's that's the first part of this. But the second was just from a from a conversation, from a tone, the arrogance, the smugness the arrogance, the elitism reeks from this person. Well, that, it's a very confrontational uh, approach oh, to, to try, to um, try to negate any rebuttal. Yes, and, and notice how she kept cutting off the senator and, and saying stupid things. I, I just, that... And, and, the, and he brings up a great point. Is this how you run your class? And she's, oh, good. Well, we have a great conversation. As long as you spout out what the professor is saying and you agree with them, you're fine. You'll get your A. The minute you say you're full of garbage 
and you challenge them, which is goes against the entire education model in college, um, then then you get an F. And I wouldn't last two seconds in this professor's class because I would say, you're full of garbage. You're making no sense whatsoever. Uh, I'll take my F now and then complain about you later. But the problem is, mm. this is what our children are learning when they go to school. And now we're seeing that it, it goes down into the high school level and now the elementary level. Well, so, I'd, take it, I'd take it even a step further. I mean, this, this woman is a professor at UC Berkeley, mm -hmm. right? A law professor at UC Berkeley. Now, <clears throat> I have acquaintances and friends that have gone to law school, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, it's really damn hard to get into law school. Right. Not, not considering any other factors of job opportunity, earning potential afterwards. It's just, it's, it's incredibly difficult to get into a, a top law school, like the Berkeleys, the Columbia's, the Harvard's, the NYU's. Very difficult to get in, very competitive, very, very difficult. So you're on, you're on a short list to get in anyways, right? Yep. You have to be absolutely the top, 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 top of the pile to get in for mm -hmm. the most part. There are some pay to play schools out there, you know, whatever. We're not going to get into those weeds, but when you're talking about going to law school and say, you're just a regular kid, you're just a hardworking kid and you've taken out student loans to the bejeepers. Mm-hmm. And you are, say, your second year, and this you run into this professor, you are already $140,000, $175,000 into your education. Yep. You have okay. four years of college to get through. Well, you got four years of college to get through. I'm not talking about your your, your undergraduate degree. Right. <laughs> I'm talking about law schools like seventy, eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollars $100,000 a year at some of these right. schools. Yep. You know, just worst case scenario. Now you've got a huge financial investment. You run into this broad mm -hmm. and you're in her class and you are like, you have basically a gun to your head mm. by her and the rest of the academic community to go along with this, or you are going to get absolutely financially shredded. And they're going to throw you out. And they're going to throw you out. And, right. you ain't now, a, and you ain't getting a refund. Now, here's, here's again, another example of not understanding or having, first of all, common language, right? And then throwing out biological principles, male, female, and the, and the sex roles that apply, apply to that. We won't go into that too, too much detail. But to sit there and say, Sis, or some women can have babies, some cannot. I agree with her on that. But then she gets into transgender males or females, I, I got confused, but then she's moving around the language to say that, yes, everyone can have a baby. No, you cannot. It has to do with genetics, XX, XY, period. So I would tell her to stick to the law, but she has forgotten what the law is, and she's an activist. So, Well, well, she's, she's using the sword of Damocles for these children uh, or young people that go through her class mm -hmm. to either comply with what she's saying Mm. Or you will not advance and you will get thrown out of school. Right. Okay. So it's, it's a bigger problem. It's, it's indoctrination at the point of a sword. Mm -hmm. Okay. They use this topic, this transgender issue, all these academics in these positions, they use it as a sword and a shield. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's a real big problem and I don't know where it ends, but it, it, we, we it talked starts about with us. That, you, it, know how it's, you know how it ends? We, I blame call out, we call it out. 
I say I I'm blame, calling the BS flag. Yeah, I, bl I blame the boomers. Yep, them too. But I, blame I call the BS flag. This is this is complete rubbish. She should be ashamed of herself for going in front of the Senate and and even spewing this nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. And there, she's trying to compare apples to oranges and make conclusions based on her delusions of grandeur. There you have it. Well, if I were on that Senate panel, I would I would just be like, okay, it's my turn. Now you're going to have to. I, I, I reclaim my time. I reclaim my time. Number one. Number two. Um, I'm going to make you. I'm going to demand that you define everything that you just said. That's right. Reclaim my time. Can't do it. We talked about this. We talked yeah. about the changing definitions of words. Yep, and that's where that's an example of it. Anyway, this moving is moving on. Perfect example of it. Okay, so the next one is um, Ukraine. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's a big worry out there, and I've seen a lot of stories out there in some of the periodicals that I that I read because of my trade. What I do. Um, there's a big concern that a lot of the hardware that we're sending over to <clears throat> Ukraine, you know, it's sensitive military technology and it's it's expensive stuff. Uh, it's it's starting to appear all over the world. And there's a huge market for it. You bet. And uh, the Russians are capturing our gear in its wholesale fashion, how they're capturing our gear. Uh, the Ukrainians are not gaining ground. They are getting their asses handed to them. Yes. And it's it's not bringing me pleasure to say this but there, this is not you can't just keep throwing wood on the fire and hope for the fire to get smaller okay something meaningful needs to be done we keep sending our sensitive and very expensive and u.s taxpayer funded technology over to ukraine we're sending over mlrs systems and HIMARS systems which are multiple uh, launch systems on tracks and wheels mm. with with HIMARS and mlrs rockets which are sensitive military technology wow and the russians are are getting a really 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 good look at our tech yeah and there was a story also that's not it it was one i was reading iran captured one of our uh, drones uh, stealth drones yeah, it's called, it's called the UCAV. A UCAV. Okay. UCAV. And yes. reverse engineered it and then sold it to Russia. Yes. So now they have our technology. So stealth drone technology now. Yes. Great. You know, awesome. Thanks, Biden. No thanks. Anyway, this happened during the, uh, they, they captured a UCAV drone during Obama's administration. You can't blame the president for it. Okay. It just is, that was just the, the vice president. So I'll blame the vice president. Well, it's just the timeline, right? Yeah, but they yeah. were able to reverse engineer it. We lost a drone over, uh, Iranian airspace and it yep. crashed and they got it and it didn't self-destruct. Something happened and, uh, they well, got a hold of the technology and now they're selling it. Now they're selling it. So moving on, moving on. Hey. So. No, moving on. How about selling? Fine. Yeah. <clears throat> the epic Twitter battle. The epic Twitter battle. Yeah, you know, it's not about Twitter, people. It's, it has <laughs> nothing to do with Twitter, really. No, it doesn't. It has to do with a, a propaganda information highway. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, everybody's watched the news and everybody understands that uh, Elon Musk told Twitter, you know, sent them the poop emoji and was like, I'm not doing this. Mm hmm. All right. However cute that is. Now, the first thing is they didn't want him to buy it. Yep. They fought him tooth and nail. They wanted to make him a board member so he couldn't buy it. Right. And then he then they wanted him to buy it. Oh, please buy it. Please buy it. You're offering us how much? Yep. 
And then he said, well, you have to show me how many bots you have. And they're like, we're not going to show you. We have no bots. We have no bots. It's all users, you know, individual users. Everybody knows this story. And now they're like, and Elon's like, well, you know what? Until you show me, I'm not going to buy it. Twitter comes back and says, we're going to sue you. Now you're going to have to buy it under the point of a gun in court. And now now Elon Musk is sitting back going, now you're going to have to prove how many bots you don't have in court. So this is a very interesting, you know, it's going to be a very interesting legal battle. All right. Mm -hmm. And it's going to, it's going to come down to a legal battle. Right. But that's not what this is about. No, it's not. It's, it's an important story because from all appearances and from everything I understand, Elon Musk is a bit of a libertarian and he's a very much a free speech guy. Mm -hmm. Twitter is not about free speech. No. No, and no, what no. I think they're afraid of, and what mm-hmm. I think the big fear is, is how much influence the Democrats, the Democratic Party, and the U.S. government had over the information that goes out over uh, Twitter, shaping narratives, putting out stories, leaking things, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's, it's really influential. I mean, people aren't – you have to understand, uh, we've talked about this a million, million times over. People in this country aren't reading the article. They're only reading the headline. Right. They're not getting into the deep uh, dive that they need to. No, they're they're missing all the detail of the stories. They're only interested in reading, you know, the quick blurb, the 249 characters or less, and they're not going any deeper into a story. Mm -hmm. That's a very powerful thing. Short attention spans? Absolutely. It's a very powerful thing to only get out the information you want to get out. So some examples, okay? There was a population study done, mm-hmm. okay? From where, do you know? I have a, a link to the article in the show notes. So let's All just right. talk about it. It's just a, 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 a polling of, of a general population that was done. Right. Like a man on the street kind of poll. Man on the street so, kind of thing. Except scientific and blah, blah, blah. Don't bore you. Yeah. Right. So just as an example of the influence of the media and the, the constant bombardment of messaging and narrative, you know, how many cars on the road are electric or hybrid? Uh, from the well, from my vantage point, not a lot of them. I don't see a lot right. of them. But people from California would say 50% or more. Right. But the actual number is this. Hybrids captured 3.2% of the light vehicle market in 2013 and 5.5% in 2021. But it's an increase. It's great. Good. And all electric vehicles accounted for 3.2% of the light vehicle market in 2021. That's a very small number. Very small number. Yeah. Yep. National polling outfit called YouGov. Right, YouGov. Okay. These, are, these are average questions on the street, so there's some more questions here. Mm-hmm. This is the power of the media. Exactly. What percentage narrative. of the country? We have narrative, 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 narrative. What percentage of the country is black? The YouGov number that they came up with in the polling was 41%. What's the actual number? My my recollection is 12%. That's right. If you watch the commercials out there, you'd think it was significantly more, 90%, right? Right. Again, the power of the media, which then plays upon some psychology here, Alpha, and I just That's have right. to mention perception. That's so right. just very quickly, I know we're... We are short on time, but everyone's got to understand this. We talk about perception and everyone's own vantage point of what the truth is. Okay. 
And when we talk about hard truth in our show, we're talking about uh, consol- uh, consolidation of facts. Okay. These are facts. But, but when you talk about someone, uh, someone's perception, you can actually influence someone's perception. If I gave you a piece of paper and it had a design on it and it was in a black and white kind of design. And I said, can you see the triangle? And someone would look at it and say, oh, yeah, I see the triangle. They said, now, can you see the person's face inside that triangle? No. Uh, and then they would then focus in on the black part of it that's like looks like it's just a, a haphazard bunch of colors. But then once you say, can you see the person's face in the triangle, you say, oh, there's the person's face. All about power of suggestion. Now, what the mainstream media is doing and, and the government and everyone else, they're manipulating on this psychological fact of perception. Right. Exactly. So, you know, we're not trying to say anything other than fact here. Okay. Right. So now the, the study went on. What percentage mm-hmm. of marriages are mixed race was a question. The answer from YouGov from the population, the man on the street uh, interviews was 50%. Actually, <clears throat> and actually it's 1%. That's correct. Now, what have you noticed anything in commercials? Everything is uh, mixed mixed marriage, which has nothing right. wrong with it. But, no, no, nothing I'm, wrong at all with that. Perfect. I mean, that's fine. I'm, I'm glad they're a happy couple. Great. Wonderful. But you would think the perception is, you know, 90%. 90%. What percentage of the country is Latino? Man on the street interview says 39% of the country is Latino. The right. actual number of people in the United States versus population that are Latino is 17%. This is from the census, everyone. We're not making this numbers up. That's right. How many families make over half a million dollars a year? The man on the street answer is 26%. <laughs> Don't I wish? That'd be great. I know. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. The actual figure is 1%. Hear that, everyone? See, see where the pattern here is? That's right. It's all about manipulation, and it goes everywhere from the man on the street or the woman on the street all the way to my beloved Star Wars, what they're doing at Disney. And they're wokeifying that crap too. Star Wars. I get it. I had to in there. You know me. Oh, the, the Signal 50 mascot just piped up. What percentage of Americans are vegetarians? Uh, Man uh, on the street says 30%. Yeah, I was going to say I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. I've never met an animal I didn't want to you know, at least try once, except humans. And the dogs. actual number is, yeah, dogs. No, never dogs or cats. The actual is 5%. Okay. Yep. What percent of Americans live in New York City? Well, the street says 30%. What's the actual versus the population? Three. That's right. What percentage of Americans are transgender? Well, what what, what the man on the street say? 22%. Nope. The actual number is way less than 1%. A very small minority. Very, very, very small percentage of the population. What percentage of your fellow citizens are gay? Man on the street says 30%. Mm. Actually, that real number is less than 0.0002% of the population. And if you look at how the mainstream media portrays in movies, you know, with with gay couples, and they want to increase that perception to like, it's everywhere and they want to base policy on it, which then leads to, you know, we're all wrong because we're not embracing this minority. 
and I'm talking small minority. Well, so the media run constantly race, gender, and wealth stories mm. to brainwash people. Okay. And, and to, to change perception. Right. Now here's the big number and here's the punchline to the entire story of why this Twitter sale is important. Regardless of what anybody thinks, it doesn't make any difference. Less than 12% of Americans use Twitter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yet the numbers say that Twitter controls 80% of public opinion. Yeah. Why is that? Because of the media. That's right. And what they pump out on Twitter. And if the notion I have to say off, if they see it on Twitter, they have, they automatically assume that it's true. Now, when I was growing up, my dad told me assumptions make asses out of you and me. Is that kind of like believe none of what you read and only half of what you see? Yeah. Question everything. Why? <laughs> no, no way. Exactly. Uh, Gen Xers. Uh, mantra yep. in life is be skeptical of everybody and everything. Right. So anyhow, we're moving on to the next section. We're going to let uh, Bravo take a, take a hold of this. One. Really quick. Yeah, real you know, quick. I've been asking the question over and over again. They mentioned puppet handlers. Who are the puppet handlers? Who are the puppet handlers that are manipulating our current president? Because... As we've mentioned, there was an early diagnosis. We can't make that diagnosis, but they it's documented that in 2012, Joe Biden was diagnosed with early dementia. And again, another fact that we know it doesn't get any better. So who's manipulating our government currently? And I did some digging, came up with, um, there's some names that we have used here on the Signal 50 podcast. And um, let's see if any of these sound familiar to anyone out there. Uh, number one, Lord Jacob de Rothschild and his son, Nathaniel. Uh, how about uh, names like uh, another, uh, let me see, another Rothschild. Is, uh, there's like, seems to be a whole uh, family of Rothschilds that want to run the world here. And we have, um, see if you recognize Rockefeller, David Rockefeller. Sound familiar? And we have uh, my favorite and yours, George Soros. Sound familiar, everyone? Now, uh, this is one that's disappointing. Henry Kissinger, when I was growing up, was revered as a as a big leader and someone that was, uh, a, you know, making the the world a better place. And now it turns out he's not. Uh, we have uh, uh, someone by the name of uh, Paul Volcker, Larry Summers, Lloyd. Blanken, uh, excuse me, Blankenfeld, Blankenfine. Blankfine. Blankfine, excuse me. And then Ben Shalom. Right. Let's yeah. not forget Nathan Warburg. Mm. Okay. And Sir Evelyn de Rothschild as yep. well. So there's a lot of Rothschilds in there, everyone. Just yes, so there know. are. Yes, so there those, are. those, that was what I came across. And then putting the pieces together, uh, I think these are the real, uh, you know, the real manipulators of the world and part of the World Economic Forum also. So there you go. Very quick, very quick uh, question to my answer <laughs> or answer to my question. Yeah, well. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, there's, 
I've never been a huge believer in uh, the man behind the curtain cabal, but I'm mm-hmm. starting to believe it more and more every single day. The, the That's why I showed it. Just like, yeah, you, yeah. Thanks for that, man. Now you just can't unsee it. It's just, it's, it's things you can't unlearn and it's right. proving itself out to be truer and truer every day. So anyhow, we got to move on a little bit here. Um, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, but uh, Lord Fauci. Yes, he will. He 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 reared his ugly head again the other day in an interview with uh, 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 what's his name there from Fox News. Was it little fellow? No, it was with Neil Cavuto. Ah, yes, Neil Cavuto. Yes, Neil Cavuto, who I can take or leave. Um, uh, he's I'm mostly leaving than taking. With him. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I understand. Uh, just put a filter on him. But well, I'm going to take the first part of this and the second mm-hmm. part. Gets terribly technical but uh, okay so fauci he made a surprising concession regarding the covid 19 vaccines that he was you know the big champion of you know in his nih and they did all the testing and he was in charge of everything and um when he was talking with um neil cavuto he made some stunning admissions that the yes. vaccines don't protect overly well against the virus uh i couldn't believe he said that i can't believe he said it either uh, but you know, when he goes on and you've got to really parse these words very, very carefully, he's, he's very careful about what he says for the most part, but then it's his overgeneralization that really tells the story, right? Mm-hmm. One of those quotes from the interview is one of the things that's clear from the data is that the vaccines, because of the high degree of transmissibility of this virus don't protect overly well as it were against infection. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stop right there. Is measles highly transmissible? Yes. How effective is the vaccine against the measles? Much more effective than COVID. Very, very, very highly effective, right? Yes. They didn't protect overly well, as it were, against infection. So that leads me to believe that what you were given was not a vaccination. No. Okay. It's a different technology, too, remember. That's right. They touted it as being safe and effective. Because of the high degree of transmissibility. Okay, so you have something that's very virulent and very right. transmissible. They give you a vaccination to stop the transmission to give you immunity from it. It right. didn't work. No, it did not. It did not work. It didn't protect overly well, as it were, against infection, which means it didn't work. Those are the words that are coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. But he later said that the vaccines protect quite well against severe disease leading to hospitalization and death. Okay, hold on to that little nugget, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a quote from Fauci. At my age, being vaccinated and boosted, even though it didn't protect me against infection, I feel confident that it made a major role in protecting me from progressing to severe disease. How can one be true but not the other? It's not logical, I can tell you that. And he feels confident. Yes. which means that there is no evidence to suggest that is a feel that's an emotional statement, not a factual one. Anecdotal. Anecdotal. <laughs> it's crazy, right? He just admitted. He, he said, just admitted that this is a farce. It didn't work, right? <laughs> didn't work. Fauci then said it's because of the vaccination that it is very likely why it had a relatively mild course. It is very likely. That is not a definitive that's all right. 
that is an emotional statement. That is not a quantifiable statement. And it is a nonsensical statement. So let's go back to what we talked about in, in the earlier part of the show, where you're talking about perception and you're talking about manipulation. If yes. you were to compare the COVID-19 vaccine to the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine. Well, they compared, well, wait a minute. Yeah. They compared the virulence of COVID-19 to measles the entire time the pandemic was going on, right? The transmissibility. Mm -hmm. It's as contagious as measles or more contagious than measles. Yeah. All right. Just as an analog, right? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, but I'm, what my point was is that it is a misnomer or, or a lack of, lack of, of, um, truth and fact versus perception. What we were talking about earlier, Fauci is saying that, well, it didn't really, it, it doesn't really protect very well, you know, and, but because I had it, it prevented severe disease. And I said, wait a minute, another BS flag. Well, I feel very confident that because I had it, I wasn't very sick. His feelings are stating that he believes that because he had the vaccine, he didn't get really super sick or go to the hospital. And I'm saying you're not giving any credit to your immune system, which is really what the, what, what was, uh, keeping you from in the hospital dr fauci who should know about all this stuff well he does know about this stuff to, th to say that you know what i mean he's using his words yeah. to convey an idea that you should get the vaccine because it'll keep you out of the hospital well, um, when, when you hear him on tv you can easily be taken by what he said when you see it right. in print and you sit there and you read it and you back up and you read backwards you're like wait a minute that doesn't make any sense i call bs yes hey. i call bs too. now moving forward all right mm. so so remember how you and I, in the very beginning of this entire thing, and October second, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty, excuse me, exactly. And a number of people said, you know, you can't beat natural immunity. If this is a virus, if you get it, your body's immune system is going to understand what this virus is. It's going to protect you, right? Mm -hmm. Remember, remember, we said that. That's right. And they're saying natural immunity doesn't count. It doesn't matter. You need to be vaccinated. That's the only way forward. Blah blah blah. It doesn't matter if you've had it or not, right? Correct. <laughs> okay. So natural immunity was raised also in the same article. Mm -hmm. There was a bombshell study that was done in Qatar. Yes. Um, and let me just cut to the cut to the chase. Researchers in Qatar said that individuals who survived a COVID-19 infection and weren't vaccinated had a very high protection against severe or fatal disease. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's saying once you have it, you have natural immunity. That's because your immune system uh -huh, understands. Remembers. That's right. It's permanent, right? That's right. Okay. So now the quote goes on. This is the quote from the researcher. Effectiveness of primary infection against severe, critical, or fatal COVID-19 reinfection was 97.3% with natural immunity. Correct. Irrespective of the variant of primary infection or reinfection. That means it doesn't matter if it was alpha, beta, data, gamma, you know, Bluto or whoever else variant of COVID going on and with no evidence for waning. So that means once you have natural immunity, you have the antibodies, you've got them. You're good. You're good. Similar results were found in subgroup analyses for those 200 greater than or equal to 50 years of age. Yep. Dr. Laith Abu Radad 
of the Weill Cornell Medicine Center in Qatar. Yes. Now, okay. Didn't we say that about chicken pox? When we got chicken pox, you got it later in life, unfortunately. But when I had it when I was young, never had a problem with it again. Every time I saw a patient where I work who had chicken pox active, and uh, as long as you're not a pregnant female, because the infant is not protected. So I would see those patients that had chicken pox, diagnosed it, no problems. I was immune against it. Okay, everyone? That's what this is saying. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what this is saying. So the entire narrative of wear your masks, it doesn't matter if you've had COVID or not, you must be inoculated, da-da-da-da-da. We said in the very beginning of this thing, there's nothing that's going to stop a virus except the virus. And the immune system, once it learns it. Exactly. The virus will self-limit itself out within the population. Once you reach herd immunity, these vaccinations made zero difference. Everything that Fauci said contradicted everything that everybody was saying for two years. That's correct. And the real issue is how safe are the what's what's the what's the issue with these vaccines? Well, this is a wonderful segue into the next story from the Epic Times. We're going to leave we're going to leave the links to these articles in the show notes so you can find them for yourself. Make your own decisions. Draw your own conclusions. Now, the next story is a little over my head. Yes, it's um, talks about a, a physicist and this is in the article. Please go read it. And uh, there's a picture of this um, young man. Unfortunately, uh, he's not doing well. Uh, he was a physicist, pronounced, you know, he's very good at his job. He was in a car accident, became a quadriplegic uh, for 10 years since. Uh, he's doing great. COVID comes along. He gets the vaccination, the second shot. He then developed, after the second shot, a nasty fever. Um, and then from that, uh, developed basically ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease in a, in a nutshell. He had a, fa- he, he had a father that was also um, a, a victim of Lou Gehrig's disease or ALS. And uh, anyone who knows what ALS is, it basically, uh, basically takes away your ability to uh, move your arms, your legs, to speak, breathe, and then you die. It's a death sentence, unfortunately. Now, there's a correlation here that he once, he, once he had this fever, he started having problems with his upper strength where he moved himself from his wheelchair to the bed and, all, and he had, became basically more and more dependent on uh, lifts and where the point now he can't even speak to talk about things that, you know, is, he needs a niche in his nose or needs to adjust his hat. It's a very, very sad story. And in this story, they talk about how the the immunization for covid sparked some cells in his brain to start to degenerate and that's um basically in a nutshell the 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 vaccine caused his injury and his death sentence and it's sad and in the article it goes through some more details about prions and some other stuff which i won't bore you to tears about but basically, these vaccines, we don't know enough about them. Uh, we know that uh, Pfizer, the study that we are working on and continue to work on, uh, shows definitive adverse effects. 
Yes. And Alpha, unfortunately, um, people ran out to get these, and now everyone is having issues that we haven't seen in years. Well, the, the article goes to show that there are some degenerative neurological conditions that are starting to really crop up in, mm-hmm. at, at, a, at a higher pace uh, than, than before. And uh, he was predisposed to Lou Gehrig's because his father had it. Whether or not he would actually develop it or not, don't know. But at 53, usually you see Lou Gehrig's upwards of the, the 60s, 70s. Um, he's very young to get it. So you're talking about, you know, uh, an adverse effect that's, yep. that's cropping up a year after the fact that, that the public is starting to become more and more aware of and that is being studied. Now, the problem that I have and that mm-hmm. you have, because we talked about this before the show, is the adverse events report that was uh, written by Pfizer indicated like how many different side effects? Too many to count. And that was very early with, with very limited uh, cohort, right? Right. And remember that the FDA subdued that entire report and was forced by its right. court to open it up. So essentially, one of the, the big heavy hitters in that report for uh, adverse effects uh, early on uh, with a very small cohort of people that were vaccinated uh, and I can't remember the exact number right off the top of my head. Or 2086 yes. had some kind of adverse effect. Right. It was a very small N number of, 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 of people. The big heavy hitters were neurological disorders that cropped up. It must have been either they had been testing these vaccines for a long time before that came out for whatever reason to mm-hmm. come up with that adverse effect or mm-hmm. they just threw them in there because they knew that they would have those problems. Right. I don't know the answer to that question, but the evidence would lead one to believe given what's going on now and some of the things are being found by Dr. Malone and some other people that are researching this. Mm-hmm. They knew. Yes. And now we're going to suffer the consequences. So, everyone, read it. Let us know what you think. Please. Uh, you know, we're we're getting this truth, hard truth out there because we can't keep quiet about it anymore. We recognized it early on that this was nonsense, and uh, we're going to still keep calling it out as we see it. Just insanity. Well, folks, I think we managed to keep the show uh, basically under an hour for you today. We put out a lot of information. There you go. Got a round of applause for keeping it under an hour. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the Signal 50 podcast. We really appreciate your listenership and your support, your continued support. Uh, help us grow the program by liking, sharing, just and check the show notes for our social media outlets. Uh, you know, we'd like to thank our soldier sailors and airmen for protecting us 24-7, 365. Our police, fire, and EMS folks that are working with us every day out in the streets. Be nice to them. They don't make an awful lot of money, and their lives are certainly on the line as we've seen we're going to talk more about that and maybe a next episode coming up there's a lot mm-hmm. of bad stuff happening but anyhow everybody thank you very much enjoy your rest of your week hey have a good one everyone yep bye-bye thanks thank you
weekend. Thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.